goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends, to your Tuesday Rush Hour here on WABC. If you would like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. So much in the news to discuss Republican infighting over the stopgap spending bill has produced headlines this afternoon. Princess Di tweeted out, uh, it was either two days ago or yesterday, uh, that she wasn't even paying it any mind because this is part of the, and I'm paraphrasing her, this is just the regularly scheduled theater that happens with uh, Republicans. It does seem to be a little bit heightened this time. There are members of the Republican House caucus, moderates, who are saying they'd rather work with Democrats to keep funding the government than to work with those conservatives led by people like our friend Chip Roy, who wants, and they're asking for an 8% cut in government spending. If you look at the debt, and there have been quite a few stories about the debt, I won't get into the weeds with them, but those stories are showing that the American debt now is over $33 trillion. It's out of control. And, of course, this is a fight that even as we talk about the debt and everything else, Joe Biden at the U.N., demanding $26 more billion for Ukraine. And just think about that for a moment. New York, other cities are swamped with illegal immigrants who have come here under Joe Biden's neglect and the total ineptitude by design of his Homeland Security Department, led by Alejandro Mayorkas. Yet and still, they're begging us to go into the well one more time, cough up or print up $26 billion, hand it over to Ukraine, Biden at the U.N., exhorting world leaders to stand up to Russia, not let Ukraine be carved up. Well, okay. Right now, people are getting carved up in every single major city in America. And he doesn't seem to have the same kind of energy focus about that. Uh, there are so many other issues to get to today. Uh, let me start with this start. I've already started, but let me get to this one. The New York City Council, your local elected leaders, are looking at, we are looking at budget cuts because of the flood of illegal immigrants. And by the way, this flood is nothing in comparison to what certain red states have had to go through for years, like Texas, and even blue states like California. Nothing. 
we do not have millions of people that have flooded in. There have been 7 million illegal immigrants that came to this country under Joe Biden's watch. 7 million. The majority of them are not in New York. They are dispersed elsewhere in the United States. And yet you get this gnashing of teeth, this crying, this howling from New York. Oh, the city is going to be destroyed. We're a sanctuary city, by the way. Eric Adams and the Democrats on the city council and Democrats just like in Chicago welcomed them here when they thought that this was an issue that they could use to bash Republicans. Oh, you Republicans are anti-immigrant. Oh, you hate immigrants. Well, now they're here, and now Joe, and now you have Eric Adams saying, we're going to have to cut city funding. In other words, the funding that would normally be for resources toward New Yorkers, citizens of America who live in New York, your resources are going to be cut. While all that is happening, while crime still conti- con- continues to be a concern among not just New York citizens, but people coming to New York to visit, while we still have this situation with what happened at that daycare, that horrible daycare situation, while all of that is going on, What is your city council doing? As New York City cripples under monumental budget cuts due to a migrant crisis straining public resources. There you go. I think your mic is on. What? Somebody's mic is on up there. I'm hearing all kind of stuff in my headphones. Screws me from that aside, ladies and gentlemen. As New York City cripples under monumental budget cuts due to a migrant crisis, straining public resources, New York City Council is planning to consider a series of measures that, among other things, would remove statues of major figures like George Washington. and create a reparations, a reparations task force. These items are on the New York City Council agenda for today. Public hearing on a measure that would remove works of art on city property that depict a person who owned enslaved persons or directly benefited economically from slavery, or who participated in systematic crimes against indigenous people or other crimes against humanity. So while all of this is going on in New York this day, what is your city council worried about? They want to get rid of George Washington's statue. Because he enslaved people. They want to get rid of statues for people like Peter Stuyvesant, the Dutch governor. Of course, you played a major role in New York. They want to get rid of statues of Christopher Columbus. 
Because, you see, he hurt the indigenous people. If they decide that they don't want to remove the statue, then they have to put a plaque up explaining how miserable, what miserable scumbags these people were, so that people that look at a statue of George Washington or a Peter Stuyvesant or Christopher Columbus could walk away with the same hatred for them that these leftists have. The proposal would also require the Public Design Commission to consult with the Department of Education, and that's a joke in and of itself, should be the Department of Misinformation, Miseducation, Failed Education, to install plaques on sidewalks or other public spaces adjacent to schools named after a person that fits this criteria. So, for instance, like the high school I went to in Queens, Andrew Jackson High School. Yeah, we railed against that when we were kids. They'd have to put a plaque on the sidewalk. This is the guy that killed all the Indians. He was a horrible person. They'd have to make sure that they put that plaque somewhere where people could see it. George Washington. This awful guy was an enslaver. He was a colonialist guy. Never mind, he was a... This is... at a level of willful ignorance that is hard to fathom. America, for any student of history, real student of history, would understand what a monumental shift took place, not just in the lives of Americans, but of people in the world because of this experiment that took place in the United States. Up until America, the rule of the monarch was standard in many parts of the world. You can have someone, and if they were in the lucky sperm club that got them here under a certain, in a certain house or family, regardless of their ill temperament or their lack of qualifications to govern, they would install the ruler of nations. And they, and, and, and the horrors inflicted on millions of people under under these monarchs, cannot be overstated. This idea that people were capable of governing themselves through representative representation was an idea that changed the world, and it changed the world for the better. There are billions of people now that have some degree of freedom and personal liberty more than they would have had if America had not been introduced on the world stage as it were. 
There were so many billions of people who have benefited from this nation being created. So many people whose destinies were changed for the better. And none of that, none of that is taken into account by these, and I am so tempted to call them every name that I truly want to, but I pledge myself not to do that. This is infuriating that these people who are sitting on this council do not even understand that the idea that they are representative of the supposedly of the people that elected them was an idea that did not exist in the world before the American Revolution. This construct of representative, a representative republic, a republic by the people and for the people did not exist. Which is why the revolution in France took place shortly after. They were inspired by what had happened in America. It changed the face of the way Europe was ruled. The monarchs that are sitting in the UK today are mere figureheads because of what happened in America. And yet you have these either willfully ignorant or totally ignorant people on the city council of New York with everything else that's going on, hell-bent on removing American history from New Yorkers. And New York's role in all of this was vital. New York, of course, the last state that was needed before we accepted our Constitution. The Federalist Papers, which is barely read by anyone, that was an argument that took place here in New York so that New Yorkers could finally understand the depth of this this revolution and what it meant to adopt this new form of government. It was a long process after the war was over to get to that point, almost a decade. And the writings are brilliant. The thought behind this government, this wasn't just thrown together willy-nilly. This was labored over and argued excessively among the politicians of the day, and the statesmen of the day. And yet all these people in New York looked at, oh, well, he was an enslaver. Let's get rid of his statue. Oh, the indigenous people suffered. Let's get rid of their, just erase your history. Ridiculous. Absurd. Illogical. But that's what's going on in New York.
of WABC Talk Radio 77. There's a lot of music history today. Some of it we don't have songs for. Like today was the day that Cher, you know that beautiful liberal Cher? That anti-Trump-hating Cher who, who feels free to comment on just about everything? Today is the anniversary, back in 2014, that a dancer sued Cher for racial discrimination. Say, what? Racial discrimination? She stopped him from hiring more black dancers for a show. That's what he alleged. She told him her tour already had too much color. I got too many of these colored people around here. Cher. Anniversary of that lawsuit today. Yeah. And on this day, telephone numbers 800 848 WABC, by the way, 800 848 The Simon and Garfunkel reunited concert took place in Central Park back in 1981. On this day, birthday for Rick Dustick, drummer, Maroon 5, on WABC. Coming back, your call is a major part of the program. Don't go away. We've got a lot more to talk about, too. Don't go away. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen eighty one. You know it, the Stones. The album Tattoo You came out. You know, I have so many Stones favorites, but this one. When does their new album come out? I don't know, I gotta get the date. I remember listening to this one, and you put this. This was back when vinyl was out. This was released on vinyl. So I put this thing on, and it blasted off. This was so loud. It was loud. And it was wonderful. October 20th, the uh, new Rolling Stones drops. Thank you. And I love the video of this, too. <laughs> uh, Mick Jagger, okay, New York City, guess what, is going to limit their shelters for some adult migrants for 30 days. Families with kids could be next. That's from the New York Daily News. The uh, Adams administration plans to limit shelter stays for some single adult migrants to 30 days. Also, placing restrictions on how 
long asylum-seeking families with children can stay. So guess what happens after the 30 days? What do you think happens after 30 days? You hear that, Diego, right? You hear that. So they're going to limit this for 30 days. You've got 30 days in the shelter. What do you think happens after 30 days? Uh, out on the streets? Do they do they Phillip, throw them out on the street? Philip, what happens under the new plan that New York has? We're going to limit how long migrants can stay in the shelters. What happens after the 30-day limit? Out on the streets? He says he's saying the exact same thing I am. Bueller the buzzer says, no. They get to reapply. Oh. Which means nothing. We're limiting you to 30 days. Oh, oh, you, 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 oh, well, just reapply. We'll keep you for another 30. What happens at the end of that 30? Oh, reapply. This is just such bullshit. Okay. I didn't say it. I started to. Well-known meat companies employed migrant children in dangerous conditions report. Now, this isn't good, folks, because they're names that you know. Purdue. Remember old Frank Purdue? You don't remember Frank Purdue, I bet. I remember Frank Purdue used to do these commercials. He had a bald head. He looked kind of like Ed Koch. And he used to do these commercials with his chickens about how his Purdue chickens are better than anybody else's chickens. Well, it looks like Purdue and Tyson Foods employed migrant children laborers released from federal custody, working in dangerous conditions. I wonder what right-wing conspiracy-based outlet dug this up. Let's see. Oh, goodness me, the New York Times reported it. Oh, it must be true. Purdue Farms and Tyson Foods hiring migrant laborers that are children? Oh, heavens to Betsy. How did this happen? One of those children, Marcos Cux, a 14-year-old Guatemalan migrant, nearly lost his arm while working at a Purdue plant around Parksley, Virginia in 2022 when his sleeve got caught in a conveyor belt that subsequently dragged him. Emilio Ortez, 14, came to the U.S. from Mexico, began work at a Purdue slaughterhouse, dealing with harsh chemicals that hurt his lungs. It makes you cough all weekend, but then by Monday you're you're okay again, said one of the children who lived in the area. Children made up one-third, one-third of Purdue's overnight cleaning crew when Marcos worked at the plant, according to the New York Times. Marcos was smuggled into the U.S. Wait a minute. Does that mean he was human trafficked? Why, I thought only those crazy right-wing conspiracy kooks, like the Countess of Conspiracy, believed in children being trafficked. What is this? The New York Times is saying that children have been trafficked and they're working in some of the biggest. Now, you can go through the story. Go to the New York Times. Go to the Daily BS. You'll find a version of the story. But here's my question. They're telling us that these migrant kids have been working 
in your meat factories so that you carnivores out there can have your chicken, your beef, your lamb, your pork, and all the rest of it. Where else are these children working? Where are they? We have been hearing reports that many of these immigrant children have been forced into unsavory types of jobs. If they are working in slaughterhouses, if they are employed by big U.S. companies, and the New York Times is telling us that, maybe, just maybe, is it time to stop telling the kooks that they're kooks when they talk about child trafficking and they wonder where these millions of children who have been brought over our borders, some of them against their will, where are they? Maybe it's time to stop slamming certain movies that are asking these questions. Just maybe. And where are the missing children from Maui? We have to go. We'll be right back. WABC Talk Radio 77 on this day. The cover of the Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell hit. Written by Ash... I think it's Ashford and Simpson that wrote this one. I think it I was. Better yeah. check. I think I it better was. check. I think this is Ashford and Simpson. If you need me, what should I do? Call you? No matter where you are. No matter how far. Just call my name. Diana. I'll be there in a hurry. On that Can I depend on that? James Golden, WABC, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Diana Ross started her run at number one with this one. Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Coming back, your call is part of the program, so don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Today is the birthday, the heavenly birthday of Cass Elliott. Singing with the mamas and the papas. After the mama and papas broke up, she went solo, and she had that hit, Dream a Little Dream. But the mamas and papas, of course, is where Cass Elliot made her name. That's the birthday. And then back in 1960, there was this one. From Chubby Checker. Hey, 
Hey, Philip, guess what this guy was working as before he broke with this uh, hit? Oh, God. Uh, I, I can't think Pick of anything. Pick a career, funny. any career. Hey. He was a waiter? He was a chicken, he was a chicken plucker. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you know what a chicken plucker is? I think I can piece that out based on the title of it. Yeah, I think I can yeah, piece that out. <laughs> I actually have no idea. Maybe he was a kid and he worked for Purdue or Tyson. Or, I don't know. Anyway, just saying. New York Times says, I didn't say it. New York Times is saying they did it. I didn't say it. By the way, the Justice Department is now, Wall Street Journal broke this story shortly before the show started. The Justice De- guess who the Justice Department is going after now? Why they're going after Elon Musk. And where is it happening? New York Southern, of course, New York Southern District. Of course, right here. They've opened a criminal investigation into these supposed perks that Elon Musk got over at Tesla, and they are going years back. In other words, they are going to drag through every puddle of mud that they can find until they can get something to stick on Elon Musk because they are sick of Elon Musk's Republican-sounding ass. And that's, make no mistake, that's what this is all about. They don't like what he's done to Twitter. They don't like that he sometimes criticizes liberals and Democrats. So your two-tier justice system now is going to point its big head right in Elon Musk's direction. Let's get him. He's a billionaire, but guess what? We've got more resources than Elon Musk. And let's show Elon who's boss. Speaking of that, those of you who want to know where to reach me on Twitter, at Bo Snerdly, S-N-E-R-D-L-E-Y. Not Twitter anymore, on X. X. I still call it Twitter. Yeah, me too. So does everybody. (laughs) Let's take some calls. I have so much more. Let me just run through a few things. I have not spent time yet on this whole Jan Werner all-white masters book and his ugly comments toward black artists and toward women because I wrote an article about it and it took me a while that's going to appear on the Daily BS. Living Color came out today with the statement and Billboard, and they, they talk about it. This thing has got a lot of people in the music industry upset, as it should. Now, just for the record, I'm not mad that he chose seven white guys. I don't care. It's his book. Let him choose whoever he wants to to choose. That's his book. I don't care who he chooses. But the way that he insulted black artists and women, now that is something that I do care about. And I'm going to deal with that. I have an article coming about it. And on Saturday show, when I have more time and we can stretch out, I'm going to open the conversation with you, especially all my musician fans, and we have many, my musician friends, we will have a discussion about Jan Winner and his uh, 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 all-white master's book, as it's being called in Billboard today. Anyway, let us get to the phones. Joe in Long Island, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77 with Bo Snerdy. How are you this afternoon? Uh, I'm good. 
uh, it knocked me for a loop to hear that uh, Papa Chulo is going after uh, Elon Musk. Uh, he thinks we were all made with a finger, but in the end, he's going to just get one finger from the American people. That's SOB. And as far as the uh, what I originally called for, I would like to see a Roots 2 where all they, they uh, showed you was the cruelty of these rich and powerful slave traders in Western Africa. Because I think it's just as evil to sell people and catch them and imprison them and then sell them as it is to buy them. So Absolutely. Uh, uh, and by the way, there were some... There were some cultures, and I'm not going to say any more about it right now, also invo- involved in the middleman role as brokers for all of this. This whole thing, and yet you're going to say that, okay, let's just go after the American founders? Joe, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Gianna in Brooklyn, New York, you're up next. How are you? Gianna in thank Brooklyn, you. New York. Thank you so much. Can you hear me? I hear you just thank fine. You so much. I, I appreciate your insight. You have a very in-depth view. I would like to say that, yeah, on, on what you were just speaking about with the last caller, you also have to go one more step. Who owned all those ships for the most part and went back and forth, shuttled back and forth? The, the royalty, the kings yep. of England, the queens, you know, the kings of these countries, they owned the slave trade. On a higher level, you know what I mean? And also, also, who got rid of it? Who got rid of it? For all the ills of the British Empire, and there are many, and we could write volumes of books of what the British Empire has done to the world. It was the British Empire that acted forcefully to eradicate the African slave trade once that political determination was made. Gianna, continue. And it was done before the Americans did. Quite Absolutely. Uh, people don't know that. See, it's, it speaks to the fact that many of these um, people on our city council uh, should get a test before they're eligible to run because they don't have any knowledge of civics. They don't have At any all. knowledge of the fact that these, these monarchs in Europe, these imperial monarchs, they, they, all the white people in Europe were slaves. They don't understand that. Who built the castles and the cathedrals and everything and grew all the crop? They were the people were. Served. It was a feudal. I mean, those were feudal societies, and the feudal societies offered poverty and sustained poverty to those in the lower classes. And Gianna, you have it nailed. Thank you so much for calling, Susan and Finger Lakes. How are you today, Susan? Well, considering my hair's on fire, I think I'm doing pretty well. I don't even know where to start. I'm going to just say you started out talking about these uh, negotiations, you know, on the budget right now, and that there should be no more continuing resolutions, period. I've been saying that for years. Six weeks, they took this little vacay, and now they're coming back and trying to shove what in the hell is 8% cut going to do for 30 effing days? And given well, 92%. Guess what? what? guess what? The Democrats and the other moderate Republicans don't even want that. There's, no, we're not going to cut spending at all. 
The, the, the moderate Republicans are working with the Democrats to produce what they call a clean CR. They want there to be, just continue this profligate spending the way it is. Susan? Dollars the last 90 up in days. We, we bring in people, $5 trillion a year. We're spending $7 trillion. That's $2 trillion. In 11 years, we'll be at $50 trillion a bankrupt country like Venezuela, where they eat squirrels. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Let us go to Robert in Brooklyn, New York. How are you this afternoon, Robert? Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. The caller just was totally right. The continuing resolution is ridiculous. They need to get a budget for real. They're not even getting anything in return. They're stopping illegal immigration or defunding the abusive Department of Justice or cutting back on how much do they cut back on what, the 80,000 IRS agents? They're getting nothing for it. And in terms of, you mentioned Ukraine, what about uh, giving funding for Hawaii, the uh, Maui, the victims? And uh, we don't even know what happened to thousands excuse of me, children. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Robert, excuse me, Robert. Why are you suggesting that we should help Americans? What is it that you don't understand? What is your problem? Why do you have this problem? You actually think that Joe Biden and the Democrats want to spend money to help Americans. You are wrong. If they wanted to help Americans, don't you think they would have been helping Americans all along instead of trying to destroy this country from within? They want to help the Ukraine. Why do you think they want to help the Ukraine? Ukraine. Let's see. What's in Ukraine? Hmm. Who has made millions of dollars from over there in Ukraine? Let me take a guess. Robert, I'll give you the last word. Go ahead. In terms of the statues, you know, the Washington and Jefferson, all this is an attack on our Bill of Rights. These people, they created our wonderful Bill of Rights. They don't hear them talking about slavery in China, Sudan. Well, what about in this country? The trafficking, the sound of freedom discusses the traffic in this country. They don't talk about that. They're just trying to vilify the people who gave us the Bill of Rights because there's no respect for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment. Before you know it, they'll try to force people into people's houses, the Third Amendment. It's, it's just totally disingenuous. And Jimmy is right. This is just communism, fascism, totalitarianism, trying to destroy our country. Amen to that. And on that happy note, my friends, we must depart and check in with our very own Lou Dobbs to check the markets today. Also a heavenly birthday. Another one. Low clean. Vocals guitar for 10cc. Who gave us this one? This is the Rush Hour with Pose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, the birthday today. Niall Rogers, American musician, producer, 
co-founder of Chic, along with Bernard Edwards. Produced Diana Ross, Sister Sledge, David Bowie. Produced this one with Sister Sledge, We Are Family. I heard a very, very funny story about the, the Diana Ross sessions, but I, I'll have to hold it. I don't want to get in front of anybody's stuff. And this one... From the Let's Dance album, one of my favorite tracks, Modern Love, also produced uh, Let's Dance, China Girl, I don't know what we want to do, I don't want to stay in, I don't know, I think we want to stay in. Anyway, you know what it's time for. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Let's get to your thoughts right away with the time we have left. Sal in Brooklyn, you're up first on Rapid Phones. What is on your mind? Yes, good afternoon. First of all, you don't need to get upset because I told your producer, you're going to die and I'm going to lose one of the logical right-wingers that I call always and I'm against you most of the time. That's number one. Okay. Number two. We all number die. Two, uh, number two. Number two. You got crazy on both sides. What are you talking about, city council? There are crazy. I agree with you. But you got crazy in the Congress. You're going to shut the government, put 3 million people on the street, unemployment? Is that what the Republican Party are proud of themselves? Are they You're going to shut the government down one way or another if you keep going broke. We don't have the money. They're printing money. They're making it up, Sal. Sal, I tell you what, you call me back when we don't have rapid phones, like on the Saturday, and let's have an in-depth conversation about these things, you and me. Love you, Sal. Thank you. Glenn, you're up next on rapid phones. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just in Sam's Club, and I'm telling you, 85% of the people there didn't speak English. I'm looking at steaks. They're like, I, I can't afford steaks. These people got, I got a push cart, and they got a, they got those things. They loaded to the top. I I I just don't know how this. Uh, you don't know how who's this is working. These people to do this. You don't know how this is working. Yeah, and I suspect you believe that many of these people are here. Let's say visiting from other countries, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, and uh, uh-huh, New York's uh-huh. not. And so, how are they it. affording this? How are they affording the stakes, and you're not? Well, there's a simple answer for it. You're paying for it. That's why you're paying so that they can have stakes. So that's why you can't afford to have stakes. It's all simple. If you use the Democrat way of looking at things, they deserve it more than you. That's all, Glenn. To be fair, Bo, real quick, Sam's Club is very popular in Mexico. So if they they could be Mexican tourists, I'm just saying. (laughs) Okay. Hey, thank you, Diego. It's very popular in Mexico. (laughs) I I haven't been. Uh, Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Joe in Brooklyn, New York. How are you, Joe? I appreciate Diego. Thank you. What's up, Joe? You're up next. Hello. How are you? I'm good. good. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering that there were uh, people who uh, helped and uh, abated the terrorists on January 6th uh, for getting into the White House. There was people that were leading them around, the opening doors and stuff like that. I want to know what happened to those people. The Capitol, were- not the White House. Yes, Joe, you raise a good question. 
Many of us were watching it in real time. We saw officers of the law, of the Capitol Police, open the door and let people in. We saw that, Joe. And yet people are doing all kind of time for going in. Yes, Joe, you're right. Anthony in Bergen County, a New Jersey. How are you, Anthony? I'm okay. Thanks. Thanks so much, Mr. Golden. Uh, I just want to. I have Spanish friends, which are probably not going to be my Spanish friends any longer. But if they hear this, but what they're doing is, is they're taking in migrants and they're setting up uh, their um, their their like whatever they get for free in like the state of New Jersey. Then they hopscotch over to Pennsylvania to some other friends that let them live there, and they they get more stuff for free in Pennsylvania because they come here with no paperwork, so they go down with all kinds of different names. Anthony, they they're taking adva- there are people that take advantage of the system. Let me just correct something. You say you're going to lose your Spanish friends. Many Hispanic Americans don't like what's going on either. They're Americans. They look at this, and they worked hard to get here, and they followed the rules, and their parents followed the rules. They work. They pay taxes. They look at this the same way we look at it. Now, what all of us want, we want the rules followed. We want the law followed. We're not anti-immigrant. Follow the rules and follow the law. Let's go to Jay in California. You're up next, Jay. Hey, Bo. You know, I'm a second-generation American, and I know from history that in the 1700s, when we were dealing with tyranny from England, we didn't wait for a particular date to begin the revolution. And here, too, we are waiting for the next election. What kind of nonsense is this? We have nonsense now in New York City in the entire United States. Why don't we take care of what we have to take care of? Because we know what's coming. Let's get it On over and On that happy it. note, my friends, I'm going to have to bid adieu. Because time is up, and that's the only reason. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love, gratitude, thank you for being here each and every day. God willing, back tomorrow at 4 o'clock for Boston Early Rush Hour. And we'll see you then. Bye.